Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Gimmicks Podcast, the No Gimmicks Podcast here on the DFPN. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, if you're listening to the sounds of our voices and you're now watching us live, do yourself a favor, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. It's as little as $3.00 gets you in the door you can watch all these broadcasts as they happen you can interact live with us don't forget subscribe to the Bandcamp. we got a whole bunch of new music on the way datfilling.bandcamp.com we also have merch available at the teespring we have some brand new merch coming from no gimmicks new logos are on the way we're going to be uh rolling out a new a new design and uh that will be on the shirt so do yourself a favor go to teespring.com search for that feeling podcast copy you some no gimmicks gear shout out to specifically in our no gimmicks podcast group bubba john uh really good cat man uh he stays up north uh they have a podcast the bob culture podcast they're really supportive of uh no gimmicks so i want to give them some time real quick to shout them out uh they cop the merch they promote the show they're they're really awesome folks man so shout out to uh the bob coach podcast shout out to bubba john shout out to everybody up there at ispw as well uh thank you guys for the support we really do appreciate that shit for real for real so thank y'all for rocking with us oh Last thing, too, August 12th, Mission Pro Wrestling, San Antonio, Texas. We will be there. We will be in the building. So if you're in San Antonio, you want to come hang out with the No Gimmicks crew, August 12th, San Antonio, Texas, Mission Pro Wrestling. Go to missionprowrestling.com, get yourself some tickets. Come hang out with us. We'll be watching the show live, and uh, let's let's have some fun out there. To my co-host, the fabulous one, Frankie D. What's up, man? What's up, Mister Mac? How are you, sir? I am doing copacetic as hell. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into the show tonight, I want to thank you as well, bro. Like uh, you did, you did some excellent work. You, you got us some uh, some some high profile interviews lined up, uh, doing some big boss shit over there. I see you. Thank you very much for, for right. making that shit happen. Right. So if you don't know, then you should know. Next week it's going to be a big deal for no gimmicks here on the DFPN. We are going to have on Tuesday. We're going to be interviewing Mr. Neil Pruitt. Now you might be wondering who's Neil Pruitt. Neil Pruitt is the man behind the voice of the NWO. So you remember back in the day, you were here, the following new, announcement. New, new, new world. Right. The following announcement paper by the New World. That was Neil Pruitt. So Neil Pruitt is going to talk to us about everything WCW and the creation of the NWO. Neil Pruitt worked production for WCW. He did a lot of stuff that you saw on TV. So we're going to basically go in a time travel, go back in time and talk about WCW. And that's going to be uh, next Tuesday coming up on August the 8th. 
Okay, we're going to be doing that here. And no, that's going to be a Patreon exclusive interview. So if you are not a member of the Patreon, you need to jump on. And then August the 9th, we got something to store here. We have former WWF superstar, and this guy was a big deal back in the day. All right. Intensity off the chain. Yes. The man was Goldberg before there was a Goldberg. Correct. He he made his impact in the business. All right. The man started off right here in Texas, in Dallas at at, at Global, went yep. on to WWF, finished up at WCW as a member of Harlem Heat 2000. I am talking about the one, the only Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson comes to No Gimmicks podcast next Wednesday, and we're going to talk about his entire career, and we're going to talk about some stories that are going on out there. Was he stretched by D'Lo Brown? Did he keep the Road Warriors shoulder pads? Yes. We're going to talk about all of this coming up next week right here on the DFPN, the No Gimmick Podcast. If you are not a Patreon member, you need to become a Patreon. Now is the time. It has $3, all right? That's less than a Starbucks cup of coffee. $3. Yep. Exclusive content, not only the not only from the No Gimmicks crew, but you got the Smoke Pig crew, you got the the, the Nerd crew, you yep. got all the the content right here that you can get right here on the DFPN for as low as three dollars starting you off right now. Join the Patreon so you can get on here with these exclusive interviews that we got scheduled for next week. It's going to be a tell-all. It's a big deal for us, and we hope all you people out there that listen to the No Gimmicks podcast and support the No Gimmicks podcast and also support everybody else on the DFPN because 2023 and beyond is going to be our year, and we yes. are starting next week. Also, real quick, while I can, this coming Saturday here in Cashville, Texas, if you're here in South uh, South Central Texas, Cashville, Texas, Doll Pound Championship Wrestling is going to be here with the Shatton Ball Slam. All right, so check it out. It's going to be at 2374 U.S. Highway 90, Cashville, Texas. Bell time is at 8 p.m. It's the Stars Doll Pound Championship Wrestling. Check it out this coming Saturday night. If you're not going to be watching the SummerSlam, because we all know why we be watching SummerSlam, Roman versus Jay. So if you're not going to watch that, and you're here in South Central Texas, specifically San Antonio, and Castleville, come out, watch the All Pound Championship Wrestling, go out there, kick the mask, do their thing. Um, that's all I got. Hey, man, that that Dog Pound Championship Wrestling card looks loaded. I, oh, it, I saw the flyer for it. It looks looks absolutely loaded. So. Yeah, girl, Missy Marks is going to be on there. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So, got, got my, um, it, it's going it's going to be a good show. They always produce out there. You got a bunch of kids out there. That are in the in the school that's going to be participating on the show, so it's going to be nonstop, man. So check it out. If you're here in Cashville, Texas, check it out. Doll Pound Championship Wrestling, Shannon Ball Sam, this coming Saturday. Once again, two three seven four U.S. Highway ninety. Check it out. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's get into the show. Uh, yes, first thing on the docket, we were actually supposed to do this last night, but you you wanted to watch the doc, so yeah, got- it's funny. We were literally right here (laughs) last night and we're all ready to go and then you brought up the doc and i'm yes we go have you seen the cody rose documentary i'm like no so i'm gonna check it out yeah watch it so i did watch it i watched until the part where cody is 
coming back to the WWE, and that's why I stopped watching. So I pretty much I pretty much tuned out right there too. So yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect. So we can we can talk up to that point because we we know what's happening now anyway. Right. That's the that's the ending of the doc. So we know we know where that is. Um, right. But what's your overall take on it? Um, I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, I'll probably watch it once. It's not like something must see it was cool to go and, and and see the footage of dusty and hear the stories about dusty mm-hmm. um and and knowing a little bit more about cody but i i don't know i you know my 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 emotion is is basically i think the saddest part of the whole thing was hearing about dusty's passing and and, and what you know that whole thing that that really you know that that part was yeah. sucky and then hearing that uh, Dusty had, in fact, was broke, you know, that 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 was terrible. But in saying that, um, it's obvious that that Cody um, thought high of himself, and so did Dusty. And uh, Cody took a chance on going out there in the Indies. You know, he could have had that guaranteed contract, had that guaranteed money, but he wasn't happy. He didn't want to say that. Absolutely. So, so I got that out of it. Um, I don't know. It's very, very interesting that Dusty Rose is nowhere on this dock. Hmm. Talk. Yeah, that's that's interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. Now that I think about it, because yeah. that it didn't run through my mind. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't see Dustin. Um. Obviously, they're talking about all in, but AEW has the all in video, so right, that wasn't gonna happen. Right, just the fact that they brought it up was to me, I think, significant because they right. didn't have to go there. Um, being that he did leave, them addressing that in the documentary that he did leave and did he he went out to the Indies. He was on then they said this in the doc. He was pretty much on any every independent show that he could be on. Um, getting his exposure out there, and then they them addressing New Japan, I thought was I thought that was a pretty cool part of it. And but they didn't have to go there, especially bringing up bringing up the Young Bucks and his relationship with the Young Bucks. So I thought that was pretty significant them mentioning just that relationship and how All In led to AEW, and then them actually mentioning AEW. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that they mentioned AEW because you cannot tell Cody Rhodes' story without, without it. AEW. Now, right. here, here's where I take from it as well. I I get it. Cody came back with tremendous fanfare. Cody, you know, kind of feels he earned that spot that he's in right now. I just, for the, the life of me, I still don't think that they see him as his mega superstar. I just you don't think so? No, I don't. Hmm. I don't. I think they got Cody because Cody was available and they found out he was available. Cody wanted to come back to win the championship his father never did. But in saying that, 
you know, they're talking the rumors right now is that next year at WrestleMania, Cody versus Roman Part 2. I don't know, man. They, they went into Mania this year with that story, you know, tell the story, finish the story. That was the time to do it. That 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 was the yeah. time. I I get I get I get your thinking. I knew it wasn't gonna happen. I knew it wasn't gonna happen. And and you hear the stories about how disappointed Cody was that it wasn't happening. But in saying that, I just don't think that they see him as that top star as as they try to put on in, in this documentary. I mean, originally, listen, Cody was there before. What's so different now? Oh, that he went out and, and became a, a journeyman and then what? It's the same guy. So let me ask you a question. Because in the documentary, they addressed something, and that was the fact that Vince McMahon actually flew out to his house. And they they negotiated his return to WWE. And just the fact that Vince flew out to his house, I thought says a lot about what Vince thinks of him. I could be wrong about this, but you don't hear stories of Vince flying out to see people. You hear stories of people flying out to see Vince and going to Vince's house and them negotiating contracts there. I haven't heard, I, this is the first story I've heard of him going to anyone and actually seeking them out. Now, I could be wrong about that, but to me, it, it, it indicates a lot. I don't think it indicates anything. You don't? I, I, no, I don't. That's 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 no different than him going to Hulk Hogan's house or, you know, something like that. Or, this or, is Hulk Hogan. Well, Meeting Steve Austin after their 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 uh, after Steve Austin's walkout. Yeah, but look, listen, to, listen to the two names. I I, 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 I I get that. I get that part. But it's basically okay. This guy is an EVP of of a competition company that was just created. So if he becomes available, I think it'd be a nice coup to pick him up because we can say, "Screw you, we got Cody Rhodes." So you think this was a smoke and mirrors move? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because it, it it shows, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Cody. I'm not, I, I, not at all. I, I think I think Cody is a superstar. I think he is, but I did. Is he a mega superstar? No, he's not. I don't think he's there yet. But nobody is. Not, yeah, exactly. not, not, not even Roman Reigns. Exactly. I don't think he's there. Roman Reigns isn't. Roman Reigns isn't a, a, a household name. A lot of people don't know who the hell Roman Reigns is. Unless you're, unless you're directly watching the WWE, I don't give a shit how many ESPN interviews the guy does. He's not a household name. People people talk about wrestling. Go where do they go? They go Hulk Hogan. They go The Rock. They go Stone Cold Steve Austin. Those are the three right. names you're gonna bring up. You're not gonna bring up Roman Reigns. You ain't gonna bring up Cody Rhodes. You're not gonna bring up Seth Rollins. That's no knock against him. It's just the time we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it because I, I talk to people at work all the time about wrestling, and that's all they bring up. They have no idea who the hell Roman Reigns is or the bloodline or any of that. Okay. I mean, I get I get, I get what you're saying there. To me, I think, I think what they tried to showcase in this doc was the fact that he did have to leave and come back for his – 
like to shine brighter, if that makes any sense. Because he did feel undervalued and he did feel underappreciated. And that Starducks gimmick, he, he obviously hated it, uh, but probably was the best thing to happen to him. Yeah, that Stardust, just watching that shit was cringe. Very. Yeah, I fell for Cody on that one. That was just yeah, cringe. Very, very. Interesting part in this documentary, too. Um, which I'm surprised they haven't used yet was the the whole uh, the Dusty's kids shit. That whole yeah on, on yeah Dusty's he, kids yeah he <laughs> Cody still from from watching this doc Cody still has a lot of animosity about some very much very much it clearly still bothers him that. Yeah that 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 was the case and i'm i'm really shocked so not not shocked in that sense but there was uh reportings of like heat between him and seth rollins like legitimate heat between him and seth rollins i'm wondering if that's what it stems from it could be but then again now it seems like that heat has subsided because Seth, yeah. obviously Seth being in his documentary, right? You know he wouldn't have did the doc uh, if if, if there was heat. Yeah, right. That's true too. That's true. You know, so I don't know. I just I, I don't know, man. That's a lot of people, though, bro. Like you think of all the stars that that came up under Dusty right now on the roster. Yeah. That's a lot of people, man. That's a lot of people that he had had influence over, uh, groomed for the position. And there's Cody in the dock. It, it clearly frustrated him. Yeah. And it still kind of frustrates him now. It, yeah, it has to. It has to. And I'm, I'm like, that story, is it, it needs to be told. Like, it does need to be told. And 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 to me, I mean, he had to come back, and 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 I don't know. To me, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, after watching what I watched with the documentary, how Cody felt about certain things, and really felt about the WWE, and 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 how the writer acted like they were typing something on the keyboard, but the power was off on the damn. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, yeah, like you're just. <laughs> You you pretty much are just a piece of shit, and uh, you're not even True. worth our time. Bro, that I, was crazy. I, I think ultimately, from a, how do you use this in the story? It's very simple. You you bring this back right here. That's that's how you do it. Yeah, like and that and watching that documentary, I was like, that's the angle. I, and we've talked about it. We talked about it on the show a lot. Uh, uh, if we were to bring back a, a version of the NWO, Cody would be the perfect guy to, to do it. Absolutely. That would be the perfect angle to do it in yep. because it affects so many people. It does. It just does. So, And the main guy that it affects, Roman Reigns. Absolutely. It, it affects Roman. It affects, it affects Seth. Set. I mean, the two champions. The two right champions. Now. Yep. And it's like you would have to have a situation in a perfect world where 
Cody would have to be the ultimate heel, really the American Nightmare, to... He would have to do something so dastardly that even these two guys who don't really like each other would have to form an alliance together. No different than back in the day when Sting, Flair, Luger, and the Horsemen all had to join up together to fight the NWO. So they could do that with Cody. I don't know if they will, but it's the perfect catalyst for the story would be Cody is trying to basically kill the WWE because the WWE almost killed his career, if you want to think right. of it. They killed his love for the business, his passion for the business. And I really, you know, I really resent the Dusty's kids. I'm Dusty's kid. Yes. I'm his real kid. He said yeah. that in the documentary. Right. He's like, you could be Dusty's kids. I'm I'm his actual kid. Yeah. And yeah, dude, that's there's so many ways you can go. There's so many ways you can go. There's back. so many people that he can work with too. Yeah. I mean, there's the Kevin Owens. There's the Sami Zayn's. There, there's you know the Roman Reigns. There's the Seth Rollins. There's so many cats that he can work with and, and, and make the story happen. You know what I mean? But you have to get people that are like-minded. Another person right. on that list would be too would be the Miz, as well. These are these are all guys. That were all training under because you know Dusty worked for uh, for for uh, FCW before yep. FCW became uh, NXT. You know, so it's a lot of people on that hit list that that Cody could could go after if he chose. Very to much so. Um, I do like the idea. Now, I like the idea of Damian Priest. Now, in the, in this in this iteration of the NWO, somebody else. In the Judgment Day, I'm gonna recommend for this role because right now he's in this story to where Seth fucked him up, and you know he, he's you he almost killed you, everything you have should be mine right now, and that's Finn Balor, right? Like yeah. I think him and Cody joining forces, and you just bring Priest along for the ride. You got a legit, you got a legit threesome right there. Absolutely. That's that's actually a hell of a faction. Yeah. And what and what is what is Cody and 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 uh, Finn have in common? They were both part of the Bullet Club. Yep. So, there you go. There it is. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, will they do that? Probably not. Probably not. But if you're gonna pull the trigger on that one, that's the way you go. We have more chances of them uploading episodes of live wires to the network <laughs> and that ever happening, which ain't happening. Uh, live wire 96. Yeah. Live wire. When it was actually the, the call in show, those were fun shows. Yeah. Not when it was just a video show. Um, you know, the, the, the WWE has never been a company that liked transparency and liked uh, people calling in, asking questions. They, they're not really a fans of the smarts, even though that's what they cater to sometimes. Like, uh, a guy named George from uh, where's where did he say he was from? <laughs> oh, you oh no, you talking about oh we have Bruce from Connecticut. Yeah, Bruce from Connecticut. Right, <laughs> Paul Hammond. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's 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 shift gears here a minute. So. Uh, Let's go to AEW. 
the elite were reported to have uh, signed new deals. Specifics haven't been really made yet, but uh, one report said that one at least one contract is for at least four years. That's that's about the gist that we got. Now they were on Dynamite tonight, and they they did make the announcement that they they resigned. Uh, that they're going to be staying there. You won't you won't be getting rid of them anytime soon. Uh, this could be leading to something. So, question for you, fabulous Frankie D, is what we know. We know that there was no doubt that they were going to be staying. Yeah, I did. Doubt. There was no doubt there, yeah. right? right. <laughs> If any one of them would have been would been able to be picked up by another promotion, Omega. WWE, Kenny Omega, correct? Yep. Yep. Um. So with that came out a bunch of different reports that there may have been interest. Was it would it have been in Kenny Omega or would it have been in the elite as as a whole? I don't think it would have been in the elite as a whole. I think it was more Kenny Omega. And all the reports that were put out from Fightful, PW Insider, to Torch, whatever, you know, site that you go you go to for your news, the 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 big name that you heard about was Kenny Omega. That's right. the guy that they were talking about. But right now WWE has a freeze on talent. So they're not really bringing anybody in at, at the moment. So mm-hmm. I don't see how that would have happened to begin with, especially right now when they're still doing the sale for, uh, with, with Endeavor. So I don't know if they necessarily think they're going to bring anybody in. I could be wrong, but I, I never for one second ever thought that the Elite were going to go to WWE. I don't know if Cody was talking to him. I don't know what the deal is with that, but how can you have AEW honestly without the elite? Right. Well, just one thing that they said, like we are the, we are the E in elite. Right. And it didn't make sense. If we left, then our foundation pretty much collapsed. Right. It will which pretty is, much collapse. Which is why I'm saying this too, at, at this time, there is no doubt in my mind I don't know what the personal issue is that Cody Rhodes has with AEW and what, whatever it is. Tony Khan isn't talking. Cody Rhodes isn't talking. I will make this prediction right now that when Cody Rhodes' contract does come up with WWE, I guarantee you he's going to wind up back in AEW. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. And that documentary left the door open for that. Yeah. I, right. I, I think that... Because he has not come out and ever bashed AEW. No. Nope. He hasn't said, he has said, don't watch AEW. He's actually said, support him. Watch him. Yep. That's what he has said. He's been really smart about not crapping on people that he's done business with. Exactly. He's been really smart about that. He, know, he knows the deal. Okay, just like Bruce Pritchard knows the deal, and that's why Bruce Pritchard has never quit his podcast, even yeah. though he, he's an executive at WWE, because they know if this shit don't work, if something goes you know right for me, or something goes left, I should say, then I got something to fall back on. So there's no doubt in my mind that Cody will end up back in the WWE, guaranteed. AEW. 
Oh, I'm sorry, AEW. Yeah, he will yeah, yeah, end up. He will go from WWE and back to AEW. He, he is he whether people like it or not. Listen, Cody is unofficially a member of the elite. So yeah, he will go. He will end up back in in, in uh, AEW. You know, we like to talk that. Well, not we. Uh, people like to talk about the the four pillars uh, of AEW. Like, really and truly, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes. Those are your four pillars. Right. Well, I'll go I'll go further than that. I'll go further than that. I'll say your, your, your six pillars, if you want to go even further. Okay. You got, you, got, you got them. But also add on to that, Hey Man, Adam Page, and Chris Jericho. Yep. But you go on and on for that. Who else was you add on? Well, you know, John Moxley. Moxley. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anybody that was there day one, like, and really, I count day one as double or nothing, right? That's that's your that's your that's your true day one. Anybody who was out there at the press conference that signed a contract, that was your day one ish. Yeah. That's that's your day one people. So so Cody is the elite, and Cody will end up back in AW, guaranteed. I he, I would agree with there, you. He's going to finish that story at the WWE and say, okay, I've finished the story. I've done it. There's nothing for me, else for me to do here. But I didn't do something over there. I never got to be the AEW world champion. Yeah. All people got mad will say, oh, well, Triple H says, oh, well, they're a secondary promotion. I, I you know, want to be a, a champion of a secondary promotion. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. But they are. Eric Bischoff called w, WCW the secondary promotion. Exactly. So there's no, there's no shame in admitting that. Everybody right. knows. Even when Every, WWE was beating the WWF, that's what they were number two. Yep, yep, they were. Everybody, everybody knows WWE is the big time. They were the big time when they decided to call themselves the World Wrestling Federation and get away from the territories and go go, go worldwide. Yep. They were number one. Yep, and that's just that's that's that, not an opinion. That, that's, that's just a, fact. That's that's, that's, where, that's, that's just where fact. Was. When we were talking about our demolition Road Warriors debate, I said it right there. I said it doesn't matter. Whatever they did on the outside didn't matter. When you come over to Vince, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a like it's like you never did anything. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far, but they are the number one promotion. Oh, it, it is that far. They'll tell you that. They will. They will tell you anything you did. This this is the reason why so many guys come in and they change their their personas. If if they didn't feel that way, then Sami Zayn would be Sami Zayn. He would have been El Generico. El Generico. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that. Kevin Owens would be Kevin Steen. It's also, you know, they want to copyright the name. But you get what I'm saying. They want to yeah. they, leave your legacy at home. Because anything you did before you got here don't matter to us. You're here. So you got to start at the bottom. Only time that that didn't happen, it didn't matter, that was for Rick Flair. What for Flair's or Hall and Nash's, you know, because they had already been here. Or, or, or Hogan, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or Macho Man or somebody like that. That's right. why it didn't matter. No, I get that. I get that. But yeah, I do I do think that's going to happen. Um, the the CM Punk situation with the Elite, I think it needs to be addressed. Yep. That's what money right there. Yeah, I think now that they're staying there, you need to start addressing that shit. That's the money. And they don't yep. get that. That's the money right there. That's the money angle. That's yep. the money, dude. Make it happen. You At least in this yeah. in the in the wrestling business, that's what it's all about. It's all about drawing money. It's all about making that dollar and yeah. getting people in there. The story is already there, people. 
It's time for y'all to, to, to come together and, and get it cracking. The story is there. The story is the elite and CM Punk. But CM Punk has some allies, FTR, with him. You get the people thinking that y'all really hate each other, but in reality, listen, let's all get let's together make and this money. fucking money. Yep, let's make let's this money. Box, let's do some box office while we can. Yep. Go ahead and make it happen, bro. Like, exactly. y'all ain't going nowhere for the for the next couple of years. Shit. <laughs> make the money. <laughs> Go ahead and make it happen. Exactly. Make this happen. Speaking of CM Punk, something interesting happened tonight. So they actually this goes back to Collision, which out of the two shows, I'm way more engaged in Collision than I am Dynamite. Although Dynamite tonight was decent, Collision has my attention. And something happened on Collision. He finally brought out the championship from the bag. He spray painted it with the X on it. He calls it the real world championship because legitimately he never lost it. Uh he said that his blood was still on it from when he took that belt from John Moxley. His name is still on it because no one has beat him for that championship. Uh, he will be defending it at All In versus Ricky Starks, which I think is going to be a hell of a match. They they had a great match in the Owen, um, great tag match. Ricky has come out on top in both of those matches, so there's incentive to give him a shot at it. Which Punk said, you pinned me twice, you want to fight me for this belt, then let's do it at all in. And they're going to be doing it all in. Um, We talked about this before the show. The real world championship. I like it. You haven't heard that in a very long time. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It is such a throwback to 1991 when Rick Ferg went to the WWF and he had the, the WCW or the NWA world title with him, the big gold belt. And he brought it in. He was, you know, had Bobby Heaney with the actual physical title before Ric Flair ever debuted on TV. And Rick and was calling Ric Flair the real world champion. I remember when he went, uh, it was SummerSlam 90, uh, 91. Remember the match made in hell, right? Mm-hmm. And he had the belt and he went and knocked on Hulk Hogan's door. And he says, I am here on behalf of the real world champion. And he had the belt in his hand. He was trying to talk to Hogan. Hogan, or somebody slams the door on his face. <laughs> that, that was funny shit. Yeah. That was funny. So it, I, I liked it. It's, it was, uh, it's a great throwback to that. Uh, people were like, oh, well, <laughs> Punk had a can of spray paint, spray paint a belt. Oh, that's original. We, we, yeah, we've we've seen it. We know where it came we from. Know, yeah, we know. We, we, we know. All right, you're not. You know, you're not really saying anything smart ass. We, <laughs> we are. We already know. All right, we already know. Everybody, it's just people want to they emulate stuff. So yep. it, it is what it is. Now, I would have preferred it had been a red X myself, hmm. but hmm. you know, you're with the black. Black black is cool. Black looks 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 uh, pretty good on the goal. We've we've seen it with. With, with Hogan, you know? Yeah. So, that's whatever. I like it. I like the angle. It's a very, very important uh, thing for Ricky Sarks. This right here makes Ricky Sarks, it puts him up in the main event program at this point uh, in front of almost what? What's the, what's the total going to be like? What, 80-something thousand people at this point? They're at 80,000, I believe, right okay. now. So, so they're, they're going to break the record, but as somebody brought up, you really can't compare it breaking a record to, to SummerSlam because it's the same. Essentially, 
It's not the same thing. It's it's not the Wembley Stadium yeah. that that WWF sold out. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's gone it's through renovation, so yeah. it's not the you know I get it, but it's not. And I don't care. So what they what what I believe is that this stadium can fit upwards to one hundred twenty thousand people. But okay. they they have to open up layers for them to get that to that point, and I don't think they're at a at a level to where they can even open it up to fit a hundred thousand. But yeah, yeah, I do know I do know that specific stadium. That one is like the all time uh, attendance record for like a concert or something. Right, right, right. In the well, world. Well, I tell you what, the all in card is actually shipping to be pretty. Uh, to be pretty decent, mm-hmm. um, they, but but then they, they really risk because okay, so you're doing all in pay per view, yep. what maybe what fifty sixty bucks, then you turn around and do an all out for next week. Yeah, that's kind of reminds me of remember back in the day ninety one, Vince did Survivor Series and then they turned right around and did this Tuesday in Texas. Yeah, so could we see history here? Now listen to this, listen to this. I'll predict this right here. Predict the future. Ricky Starks beats CM Punk in in England. CM Punk beats Ricky Stark in Chicago. I can see that happening. Or CM Punk beats Ricky Starks in England, but then he drops it to him in Chicago. I like the latter. Yeah. I think you get more out of him going over in in England. I think you do too, just simply because of the crowd. The, the size yeah. of the crowd, how, how yeah. that would look. That would be a big deal. So that's what yeah. I'm thinking. So basically, yeah. at this point, guess what we're doing? We're copying 1991 <laughs> WWF. Which it's is okay. Everything, everything that we see in the business, we've already seen it before anyways. Well, you, I, I believe you have, to, you have to copy a format because a lot of these people that are going to be on the all in card haven't wrestled in a in a in a arena or a stadium let alone a stadium that's jam packed with that many people in it that's going to be a completely new experience like you're going to see a lot of deer in the headlights look on this on this card because a lot of these people haven't haven't done that shit before and i'm gonna tell you right now listen SummerSlam is this weekend. It's going to be in Detroit. It's going to be in a, in a, in a big-ass stadium. I've said on this podcast before, WWE doesn't care about shit like that. You know, They, they do don't. stadium shows all the time. They don't care. I have a sneaky suspicion that they're going to be looking at this one, though. The all-in card? Yes, they're going to, I think yeah. they're going to be paying attention to this one. You have just to. to see what they're, just to see what they're going to do. This, this yeah. is... This is the first time this has happened. See, you remember back in the day, WCW would draw forty thousand people to you know in, in the Houston Astrodome, or the Superdome in Louisiana, or um, the the uh, the Alamo Dome mm-hmm. for fucking Nitro. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, of course they're going to be looking at this and, and seeing what they're going to do, because right now to me, listen. WWE is hot right now, but WWE is hot because of the bloodline. That's why they're hot. People want to just need to admit this. They're hot because of the bloodline. Yeah, they're doing sellout record business. 
Yes. Yeah. Does WWE have some quality stuff on the card right now? Yes, they do. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Okay. Cody Rhodes. Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins. Yes. But on the SmackDown side, it's the Bloodline. Bloodline is carrying that whole show. That's what people are there to see. People are there. Bloodline is carrying the company. Bloodline is carrying the company. You're absolutely yeah. correct. They are carrying it. But eventually, that shit's gonna it's gonna fizzle out. It has to. Right. I've, I I haven't even seen what happened on 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 the SmackDown because I'm I'm just not I'm not really as invested anymore because we're on the tail it's, end. It's still of, a good. It's still, it's a, still good a good story, show. but it's not it's not must see to me anymore. Like it, like mm-hmm. it had been. It, it's not. I, I got other shit I'm doing right now. So it's not must see like oh damn I gotta see what's happening I gotta see what's cracking. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. other stuff going on right now. I'm actually looking more into the the the, the evolution of of Ricky Starks' character or Jungle Boy or I'm sorry Jack Perry. Jack Hollywood, Perry. Hollywood Jack Perry is what I was talking. Dude, about. and I'm 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 saying this because you're absolutely right, and it's all happening on Collision. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's why I'm, I'm more interested in what's going on over that side. Yeah, because I've seen this story over here. I see what's going on over here, and my God, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the the problem with the bloodline story. The problem with the bloodline story too is the fact that my goodness has Sami Zayn cooled off. I did not consider how important Sami Zayn was to the story. He was a big part of that story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't consider that. He was a big part. Even even after his angle was done, yeah. he was still important to the story. He was because you would catch him in these little exchanges with yeah, Jay. He was a supporting cast of that story. Still, and now, still, and you got nothing for him. Like, right, right. Nothing, you got right. nothing. Nothing going on. It's not his fault, but it's just you can tell somebody's cooled off. Right. And I'm sure if I'm saying his name, I'm like, damn, what do we what 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 do we got to do back here? And then you read the stories too that, you know, they're no longer gonna push Riddle because of Riddle's, you know, outside issues, whatever he's got going on, so they're not, they're not gonna push him any further. That's weird. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I read that story. Whether it's true or, or true or not, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh real quick here, um you listened to Busted Open Radio this morning. Yes, and, and the greatest writer in the history of the business, Mr. Vince Russo, was on the show. So why don't you give us uh, just a little bit of a uh, summary of what, what Mr. Russo was, was talking about. And what I, since we started doing this podcast, <laughs> back when we were wrestling with your, our thoughts, up into the No Gimmicks podcast, and when I was doing, when I was doing the, the Gerick Report podcast, GRWCK.net, okay, I always put over Vince Russo. You did. I, because I because Vince Russo is is a cool dude. I like Vince. I I had my issues with him. And this morning made me realize I don't have issues with Vince Russo. I right. shouldn't have issues with Vince Russo. Right. And so he was on there because they Bash at the Beast 2000 was a topic of, of discussion. They just did the dark side of the ring on Bash at the I Beast. I got to watch that. I got to watch it too. Yeah. Um, I think it should be on Hulu. Right. So Vince Russo, he comes on and he just starts stating fact. Like you can't refute the shit that he was saying. Right. 
tag teams that he had he had made, uh, things that he had been a part of that were successful, right? And his question was essentially, why don't I get the credit for the things that I've done right? But I get all the blame for, for something that I was there for that didn't go right. And I was like, you know what, Vince, you that was a that was a damn good that was a damn good statement. It was a it was a good question because yeah. because a lot of fans like to attribute the downfall of WCW to Vince Russo. Which is it, bullshit. It's bullshit. I've I've before this morning, I knew that was bullshit. So that was one of the factors, like, okay, he's coming out and spitting facts, bro. Like you you were there you were you were one of the head writers during the attitude era right you go to wcw that doesn't pan out however you go to nwa tna or whatever becomes tna impact you're there it's successful right during one of the booming periods a lot of Kurt Angle is credited with having some of his best matches ever during this time period. They were doing and weekly on Spike TV 1.4 viewers. Exactly. He brought this up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't argue with this. You know what I'm saying? I can't. So it makes what happened in WCW, it's hard to say that it was his fault. Any no, of it. No. And we already knew that. And it's hard to say like, okay. Okay, maybe you can make the claim that he needed someone to be uh, like hired to him to check what he was putting across. Well, if you're going to say that, then it's totally not his fault. Because if Vince Russo was the last word, then it's pretty much like he's running it. You might as well let him run it. But if there was somebody there like an Eric Bischoff, it kind of makes it his fault too if he was the man in charge. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, that was bad, but this guy wasn't the end-all, be-all in this equation. Well, so it's, it's not his fault. Well, the person that was actually – so so the, the time period you're talking about really around the Bash of the Beach 2000 time was uh, – that was around, what, July 2000. So Bischoff and Russo were technically creative partners. Together. Together. But I think the, right. the final person that had the, the final say-so, I think that might have been um, a guy named um, – shit. Don't quote me on this. I think it was named – dude named Bill Bush. I think that might – it might have been Bill mm-hmm. Bush or – what was the last guy? Um, fuck. But, again – yeah, that, but 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 yeah, it's that, that it, clears it, 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 But if yeah, if exactly if it was a filter, yes, there Vince McMahon was the filter exactly. So and you if, can push if, all the ideas you want, right. but if there's somebody there that's like the last word, and this shit is still getting across, that makes it not Vince Russo's fault. But and, but in saying that, the Bash of the Beach incident. You know, there's always been two stories about that part, you know, about that. There's, there's the Hogan and then the there's Hogan Bischoff's side and then there's Russo's side. But then the, the thing about it is, is that Hogan actually never, ever appeared again on WCW television. And then Hogan actually ended up suing WCW over it. And Vince Russo. Right. Yeah. 
So I don't know, but they all worked together at Impact, but there was some heat there. Yeah. But in that situation, I, I'm probably more inclined now to believe it than Russo. Yeah, I because believe, you know the person I honestly the person I would believe in that situation the most, it would be Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, but so in his defense of what that whole situation, Vince Russo on the radio was like, "Here's here's where I am when I, when we did this documentary." He's like, "I went on this, I went on this thing, not to bury anybody." I went over there. I didn't want to call people names. Like, I just wanted to go over there and tell my part in what happened in this thing. And he he mentioned on the radio, he was like, he was like, we have, we have beef. Not not beef, we have heat. Uh, me and Eric Bischoff behind what he was saying on this documentary. I haven't watched it. I need to go back and watch it. Also, he has heat with Dave Meltzer. Because <laughs> He was like, he called Dave Meltzer like, you're not, if you're supposed to be a journalist and I bring numbers to you, which is what he did, he was like, if I bring numbers to you, Dave Meltzer, and you're supposed to be a journalist, where's my retraction? You're supposed to retract this. So I will, I will, I will, I will give Vince Russo this. I I may have harshly judged you, Vince Russo. I, I really may have harshly judged you incorrectly. And for that, I apologize. Because you showed me something this morning that you you may come off as arrogant, which that's that's whatever. The truth is fucking arrogant. Whatever. It's truth. You didn't lie. You told your side of the shit. And you didn't lie. So for my judgments on you, I apologize. That's my piece. As you should. No, I'm not. It's it's being grown up, man. Oh, like, as you should. And, and you know the funny thing about it? I like Eric Bischoff too. I do too. Yeah. I have I, I like I like both these guys. I've I've interviewed both of these guys. So I I have no problem with either one of them. But when we have Neil Pruitt on next week, nice Neil Pruitt. His, what did he think about Bash of the Beast 2000? What does he know <laughs> about Bash of the Beast 2000? Because he was there. So, yeah, fun times. Fun but I'm times. glad. But I'm glad that you could could see what I've been saying all this time about Vince Russo. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad guy. I like Jim Cornette too. I can listen to Jim Cornette for hours talk about the past. <laughs> talk about talk talk about Crockett and NWA and, and all the stuff and Jim Hurd. I can listen to it for hours. I do. When I'm at work, I'm passing time listening to Jim Cornette talk. I can listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just the numbers don't lie when it comes to Vince Russo. Vince Russo was booking the WWF at the hottest point when it was the most eyeballs were in the business. People can't refute that anymore. True. We can say that we're in a boom period for the business. We're in the company is making more money. Yeah, the company's making more money off of TV. Right. Rights fees is what it is. That's where the that's how the company's making more money. You say it's TV rights fees is a big part of it. So long and 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 on top of that too, it's it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania draws a lot, and they sell tickets. I'm not I'm not yeah. going to dispute any of this stuff. 
But to, to but to, to say that wrestling is some kind of is in some sort of a boom period that's bullshit. It's not. WWE's in a boom period right now. Yeah. Not everybody else. Usually when it's a boom period, it trickles down to to the other companies. Back in the day when it was a Monday Night War and WWE was beating the WWF, it was trickling down to WWF was starting to come up. When both companies were at its height, guess what was happening? The Indies was blowing up. All the Indies were selling out. Everybody wanted to be a wrestler. Everybody was buying the merchandise. That's what was going on. Yeah, you don't really see that now. You kind of get a little bit, but it's not booming like it was. No, because even even on this show, um, when I when I interview people, like it's rare that you get an influence from somebody modern. Yeah, it's rare. Like the one, maybe two. I had one that was a Sasha Banks. And another one that was pure, that was it. That was the only modern one. Yeah. Everybody else, you gotta go back, you gotta go back to the to the attitude era. You and, yeah, exactly. In the golden era. You yeah. go back to because those guys were characters. Those guys knew how to how to use psychology. You you, you look this what kinda kills me about AW. You got fucking Jake the Snake Roberts back there. Who knows more about the psychology of this business and and what to do and what not to do and what time to do it? Did Jake Please Roberts. make this man an agent or something, bro. Like, don't just have him back there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, dude, like promo. Who cuts better promos than Jake Roberts? Just Coming the in, the intensity without having to be intense. Exactly. Is a fucking art, bro. Like, I never heard Jake Roberts. <laughs> he didn't have to yell. He didn't have to yell. He didn't have to do any of that. Jake, Jake would, Jake would speak so softly in his promos. And you it, think he it, was going to kill you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So you're talking about underutilized. That's Jake Roberts. Yes. Like, please make this man an agent or something. Something. But yeah. All right, man. Last, last, last of the Mohicans. SummerSlam predictions. You ready? Good. All right. So starting us off on the pre-show. This was supposed to be like a big event, but I don't think it got a, a lot of steam behind it. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus is happening on the pre-show. Why is that match happening on the pre-show? Because it didn't get a lot of it didn't get a lot of backing, bro. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's the fact, and and I'm not knocking her, but maybe it's the fact that just Trish Stratus' day is no longer here anymore. I don't know. I don't know because she started she started this feud off hot. No, it started off hot, but it but 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 then again, okay. Does the modern audience really know Trish Stratus and what she did in, no. in the WWE? No, they no, don't. no. So I, which, I think, which is, you got a whole fucking network out there. You got the whole video <laughs> library that you can show what Trish Stratus did. I mean, Trish is out there having a, you know, thank you, Trish. But I just think what it comes down to is that people just aren't into it because I don't think they want to boo Trish Stratus. They're not. Yeah. That's that's kind of what what it is. I I I think it's a waste of time. Um, ultimately, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Bacon Lynch to get the win. I want to go with Trish because I do like what I do like her introducing Zoe Stark to us. I got no comment on that one. 
I like Zoe Stark. I got a comment. I think I do think Zoe Stark is the future, but that's just me. That's you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Fair enough. All right. Austin Theory versus Santos Escobar. All right. So let me let me let me tell you this right quick, bro. So Austin Theory at WrestleMania this year had the biggest match of his career against John Cena. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. This belt right here, which is what they're wrestling for, means absolutely nothing. Because Austin Theory has been booked like shit, as if he never wrestled John Cena. So, if I want to put a wrinkle in this situation, I want to do something different, I'm going to go with Santos Escobar to get the win. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. Yes. Santos Escobar, um, barring a Rey Mysterio injury, I thought he was walking into this match and walking out surefire champion. I still think he's going to walk out champion. I wish he, I hope he walks out as champion and he turns heel. I I want a uh, Mexican United States champion. That's the I want this. The LWO faction. I want this. It would be fucking heat magnet, dude. Yes. But the problem is, Santos is too popular now as babyface. It's true. It's true. He is very popular as a babyface. Yeah. So, and he didn't, it didn't used to be that way. So. Yeah. Backlash changed a lot for him. Not even backlash because after, he wasn't, he wasn't even that that popular backlash, but afterwards it was the the residual effects of the uh, LWO at backlash that got him there. All right. Plus, he, he's a really good worker. I like him. Yeah, he's a shit. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> They're not taking this belt off of Rhea. Let's no, just, and, let's and, and this is a dud. Yeah, let's just this, face this it. is they they've they've done nothing with Rhea since she's won that championship. But she's still gonna be popular though. Rhea Rhea is gonna be very popular when she turns babyface. There's a lot you think of that you that, think... yes, there's a lot okay. of a lot of girls out there, little little girls out there that like Rhea Ripley. I yeah, that, that's it, true. I seen it in the house shows. That's true. Because she that's does when she comes out of the house shows, she don't have all that shit on her face, all that makeup on her face. She just comes out no. and stuff. And I Rhea, think I think she looks I think she looks better. Rhea Ripley is a very attractive woman. She's very pretty. Yeah. I keep telling people this. Like Rhea Ripley is very pretty. I have to tell I have to tell my wife this. Like, yo, Rhea Ripley reminds me of Ruby Rose, if you know who Ruby Rose is. Uh no. She's a, she's Australian too. She was in uh there's an Australian show that's like Orange is the New Black called Wentworth. She was in that show. Okay. Actually, she may have been in Orange is the New Black, honestly. But she was she's like an Australian actress. But she looks she looks like Rhea Ripley. And I was like, yeah, she's she's really pretty without all the goth shit. Yeah. So But I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley to retain. Yeah, I'm going Rhea too. Uh tag team championships. Uh, 
Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day, which is Damian Priest and Dom. I am going to go with Zayn. Zayn and Owens? Yep. This is a tricky one for me. I don't see them putting another belt on 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 uh, on Dom. On Dom, because Dom's already the uh, what is he the the North American North American champion. You can have him. You can have him. Oh, this would be. This would be now. That would be nuclear heat. If you if they did go over, and he did have two belts, I could I could realistically see this as a win for them. Honestly, I just, I don't, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't really see the Tennessee Bushes on me shit. They don't, but look at Judgment Day right now. Everybody has a belt except fucking Finn Balor. <laughs> well, Damian Priest doesn't have a belt either, but right. he has the money in the bank briefcase. He has that. So that's um, another reason why I wouldn't put the belts on him because that's too much shit for Damian, Damian Priest to carry around. Okay. You know, he has to carry that money in the briefcase around the airport. Then now you got to carry two belts in the damn briefcase. That's true. All right. They say they'll put, they'll, they'll put that. I'm like, no, I don't want to carry all that shit. I barely <laughs> want to carry his briefcase. All right. Fair enough. Kevin and Sammy. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. If, if, if Kevin can even compete because he has an injury. Oh, yeah, that's a legit, true. A legit injury. That's true. He did get hurt a couple weeks back. Yeah. Um, then we got a SummerSlam Battle Royal. 20 man. Uh I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you my winner right away. I don't know who all is in this one. Uh but LA, LA Knight's in it, so LA Knight's winning it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's pretty that's much how that's gonna go. That's kind of dry. <laughs> that's pretty much it's pretty much how that's gonna go. LA yeah. Knight's in it. He's gonna yep. win it, and I did. They make this because he wasn't in a match at SummerSlam. I, I don't know. That that could be the case, but it's just a worthless throwaway battle royal. Yeah, he's gonna win that shit, and it's gonna be massive because the yep. crowd crowd loves him. It's gonna be massive. They love him for now. For now, so they get bored. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fans are fickle. Uh, then we have Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in the I MMA rules. No interest in this match whatsoever. But if I had to pick somebody, I'm gonna, I would pick Shayna Baszler. I'm kind of interested in this one, only because it's an MMA rules match. Now, how are they going to make this a legitimate fight? Because it's MMA rules. I don't know. That's that's gonna be interesting. And two. So, a couple questions out of this one. How are they going to make this look legit? Two, if it is legit, there's a prospect for blood in a women's match. I don't know how far WWE is going to want this to go. But that I, that that possibility is there. I just, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't, I don't really care. I just have no interest in it at all. I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I, this one, this one, I kind of want to see just to see what's going to happen in this match. But I'm with you. I think Shayna Baszler takes this one. Uh, The story leading up to this one has been 
decent for the both of them because it's in their lane. Uh, it establishes the history of them too. Uh, they've been telling a pretty good story with this one. Now, the match itself, I want to see it just to see how far they go with this one. That's it. Yeah. Well, if I had to pick a winner, I'm, I'm going to go with Baszler. Yeah, same. Uh, Logan Paul versus, versus Ricochet. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this was a – this was a mm. – yeah, I'm. I'm just. I haven't been a fan of it. I'll just say it. I haven't been a fan of this story. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not I a fan. Been. I'm not a fan of Logan Paul. So I. I just. I, I have no interest in anything he does. That's it's. It's not else. even that I'm not a fan of him. I could not be a fan of him and appreciate his ring work, which I do. I appreciate his ring work. But this story has not. It's not pulled me in. I'm sorry. It hasn't. Um, they tried to inject Samantha Irwin in it. It just didn't work for me. I, I, I could have did without this one. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's some shit you could have on a pre-show. Yes. Because yes. you could take that, that, you could take that US this. title match and put that on the damn main show and take this bullshit and put it on the pre-show. Yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been invested in it. Um, but this one, I am. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'm picking Drew McIntyre. Really? Yeah. Drew McIntyre is, is in need of a big win. He's he's overdue. Oh, man. It's so hard for me to go against and just And just honestly, just because Gunther has had the Intercontinental Championship for so many days, it doesn't really mean shit. Because how many times has he defended that Intercontinental Championship? He defends it quite a lot, actually. Well, good. But, like I said... Drew McIntyre is in, in need of a big win. I mean, Drew McIntyre had the WWE Universal Championship match at Clash of the, the what was it? Uh, Clash of the Castle. He lost, so he's yeah. in need of a big win. You bring you bring Drew McIntyre back to job mount. I don't think there's going to be a job, but fuck, it's going to be a hard hitter for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's uh, hard for me Drew. to say Gunther's gonna lose this one. I'm going with Drew. All right, I'll go against the grain. I'll go Gunther. It's I'm I, it's hard for me to I'm say. I'm going that. with Drew just simply because I don't want to see Honky Tonk Man's record broken and I, just I know that. And I just <laughs> I just don't think that you don't bring Drew McIntyre back and job him out. I, I get that. But also, it's not it's not good business. I, I listen. You're you're talking a great game. You are, but I do think that they're going to have him beat Honky Tonk's record. Well, but but I mean, okay. Even if he does, I mean, okay. If you have a guy, and this is this is the problem you're running into with the, with the Roman Reigns experiment. This is the same problem they ran into with the Hulkamania experience. If you have a guy as a champion for so long, I don't need to watch the show because I already know how this shit's going to end. He's going to beat him. Yeah, but... So, give me a surprise. Let the guy lose. No, they're not going to do that. I don't think I don't think they're going to do it. Okay, so basically what you're saying is, is that Drew McIntyre is a piece of shit. He's a I'm not saying... He's a former not... WWE champion, but he's no, a, but he can't beat he can't beat Gunther, even though 
he's much, he's much more muscular than Gunther. He's bigger than Gunther, but he can't beat him. I don't think that they will have Gunther lose this match. I okay. I just don't I don't believe it. Okay. Well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't. If if McIntyre doesn't win the Intercontinental Belt, the fucking Intercontinental Belt, then that shows me right there that he probably isn't resigning with the company. I'm not. I'm not saying. Now listen. I don't. I don't. I don't think Drew wins this match. I'm not saying that just because he loses this match, he loses value. He could very oh, well go into this very game. well. I don't think value. so. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. How do you? How do you lose? Uh, you you lose. Every time you're in a championship match, you lose. I don't. Yeah, you I don't, lose value, bro. Sorry, that's the way it goes. You lose value. I don't think you that's a bad there, thing. You can't go out there and fucking be out there with Roman Reigns. Oh, and you lose. Then you come back to the next stadium show, which is a big ass PLE, and you lose again. Why am I gonna watch a loser? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think he can lose this match. And gain value. No, you, your I, your I philosophy do. is your philosophy is that he can lose the match, and it it won't hurt him. It does hurt him. You know this I ain't this ain't this, this this ain't Hall and Nash back in the day where they can lose a match and it don't hurt him. They can do a job and it doesn't hurt them. This is a different time now. It's gonna hurt Drew. It hurt Drew when he lost, and then they did a sing along at the end of fucking show. <laughs> It does. Okay, wasn't he, it wasn't he involved? Wasn't he involved in WrestleMania? It was what, what was it? A triple threat match, right? It was him, Drew, and Sheamus, correct? Yeah. For the, for the IC belt, and he lost there too. Yeah, but you can have him in this Shit. match. He ain't a fucking jobber. No, he's not. But I don't think I don't think you. That's can... all he's been doing. No, if, he, if no. he's if he if he's not if he's not if he's not jobbing. Then he's on the injury reserve list, or whatever the situation may be, and then he comes back. I'm not gonna yeah. invest. I'm not gonna invest in. Okay, we'll bring you back, just for you to job to Gunther. After you've already done that at WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't think for the same championship. You, by the way, I know, but yeah. I don't. I there is a way. Hey, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. So what's what's uh what's Sheamus's value nowadays? Hmm. Other than that's a good question. Yeah. Sheamus Sheamus as a as a as a performer, as a in ring competitor, not much there right now. However, him being there with Butch has elevated Butch. Him being with the Brawling Brutes has elevated those. Guys. Elevated them how? Butch is, Butch is on his way to being a, a, a competitor himself. Okay. But when we talk elevation, we're referring to championship wins. We're, t- we're talking merch sales. That's what we're talking about. Okay, I'm a, talking popularity. We don't give a shit about any of that other shit. So he's tell, on me his how he, tell me how he's been elevated. Are the fans chanting Butch when he's out there wrestling? Yes. They are? Yeah. 
they're chanting Butch. Yes. So they're it's chanting not, for him. So it's not the, the it's not the thunder, Thunderdome putting piping in cheers. No. You sure about that? Yes. Okay. This is this is I not remember, this is not a I remember when I remember when the NWO were inducted into the Hall of Fame and they were inside of a Thunderdome and they were doing their speech and the fucking audience said too sweet. So we sure about that? <laughs> no, this isn't the choir yelling this shit. No. Okay. I just don't see it myself. And it, and it goes back to it goes back to uh uh Gunther and, and Drew McIntyre. Oh listen, I'm not taking anything away from Gunther. Gunther has one of the best theme songs in the whole damn company. I'm not yes. taking anything away from or his work. I have no problem with him whatsoever. I'm just saying for me it's not good business for me to job out a guy that looks like Drew McIntyre. Okay. Fair so enough. I'm gonna pick Drew McIntyre. Fair enough. I'm, and, I'm if, and if I was in a and if I was in a booking room and somebody voted against that, I'll say you are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I'm out of my mind because I'm going Gunther. You go right ahead, son. Gunther for history. You go right ahead. You, you go right ahead. <laughs> Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. All right, we got a triple threat: Oscar, Bianca, Charlotte. Uh, I'll tell you who's not gonna win. Uh, well, uh, we have to go process of elimination. Okay, I I am gonna go. I, it it has to go to Charlotte. Ding ding ding! Yeah. Circle gets the square. Yeah, it has to go to Charlotte because this yeah. because if if, if 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 what happens is it is it it could set up a Bianca heel turn. If she doesn't win. Yep. And she don't have to get pinned. Right. Sorry, but they just don't. They don't they value don't, Oscar. They don't value Oscar at all. They don't. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oscar, Oscar, unfortunately, is a transitional champion. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. How hot <laughs> how hot she was in NXT. Crazy. Yeah. She was, She went through what? Damn near two years undefeated. Yep. So she can't even. She's a she's a transitional champion. You are absolutely correct. The last time she held this thing is because Becky Lynch got pregnant. Only to lose that shit. Crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> Hold on, we got we got a little bit of breaking news right now. I don't know how Uh-oh. true this is. Okay, so this is from AEW Dynamite tonight. It, it this is MJF came out. I guess after Dynamite, we're off the air. MJF MJF out now. Um, so they were all everybody was out there thinking Tony Khan had all the roster on the stage and all that, right? So he says before AEW there was only one show in town to make money WWE. He said he had interest from WWE, but he held out and joined up with visionaries who wanted who would let him be who he wanted to be. He thanks Tony Khan for making him a very rich man in 2024. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an ass. So, take that for what you 
Take it as. <laughs> oh, mm. that was a that was a compliment with I a guess. backhand attached to it. Right. <laughs> mm. Thank you for making me a very rich. That means you better fucking pay me, or I'm leaving. Or right. I'm leaving. Right. That's 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 kind of where you kind of. I I don't think MJF is going anywhere. I don't think he is either. Yeah. I don't but think he is. Either. Let's get back to our SummerSlam predictions here. All, All right. right. I call it Summer Scam. <laughs> All right. World Championship, World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. I am going to go out on a limb here, and I want a surprise. I say give it to Finn. Finn deserves it. Hmm. I like the but they're going to keep it on Seth. There he is. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Aha! I saw the light bulb. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. So. I saw the light bulb go off. Yeah. I was like, it's coming. So. So I would book this like this. Finn Bauer wins. Go ahead, say it. Damian Priest comes out. And Damian Priest is gonna be out there like, oh hey, congratulations, yada yada yada. Drops that motherfucker, cashes in the money in the bank, and beats him and becomes the world heavyweight champion. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Finn. With a second title change <laughs> with, with Damian Priest <laughs> cashing in money in the bank. Yes. I believe they were setting this shit up since since the last, since yeah. money in the bank. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give me a surprise. Yeah. Give me something. Yeah, I think they I think this is the payoff. They've been setting this up since money in the bank. Finn beats Seth. He gets his revenge. Only For to get stabbed minutes. in the yeah, only yep. to get stabbed in the back. Yep. Yep. I believe that's the case. Yep. So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Finn, but I'm also gonna say Damian Priest cashes in. Because Damian Priest is on early in this show. He sure is. They 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 will lose, but he yep. will ultimately win. Yep. I believe that. Yeah. All right. Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. I got to go with Cody. Mm. Got to go with Cody. I'm going to say Cody as well. Yeah. Yeah. Although, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Who won at Backlash? Uh, Cody. Oh, so my he had a broken here. arm, right? He had a broken arm, right? He did. He did. That's what he had. At backlash, I okay. believe so. So if, 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 that's he, if that was the if that was the event he won, if that's the case, I got to go with Brock then, because that's usually the way wrestling works. One person goes over this one, and then I get the win the next time around. So I was going to bring up the point: Brock Lesnar SummerSlam has a brutal record. Yeah, he, a he of, of losing. Yeah, decided to break that record, so I'm gonna go yeah. with Brock Lesnar. I may be inclined to go Brock Lesnar too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Brock takes this one. And then finally, tribal combat. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns to beat Jey Uso with an assist from Jimmy Uso. Hmm, you think Jimmy turns? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Which would make no fucking sense. But this whole feud makes no sense because Jay didn't want to be Tribal Chief. True. Ne- neither did Jimmy. Right. Hmm. Either that happens or somebody from the outside comes in. Who are but you Roman, Roman's not going to lose... Because Roman already got pinned at at Backlash. And Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. There you go. So, uh, actually, matter of fact, that's where Cody and, and um, Cody wrestled Brock was Money in the Bank. It wasn't Backlash. My bad. It was Money, it was money wrestled, in the Bank. They wrestled Backlash too, right? Yeah, they did. Okay. See, I don't keep it with anything except the bloodline. So, who are you thinking shows up from the outside? got solo my pick would be solo yeah solo does something and if roman does lose okay solo turns on roman i could see that happening wise man turns on roman Mm, i don't know about that one you don't have any why, why would he why would he but solo turns on roman but that doesn't make so. That doesn't make solo a babyface. It doesn't. So then Roman would have to be a face, which is a plan all along, anyways. The plan is for him to see the error in his actions. I don't think we walk out of here with that in hand, unless go, he loses this match. I'm gonna go with my original. I'm gonna go with with Roman beating with help from Jimmy Uso. That's what I think. It can be help on purpose or it can be inadvertent. I'm going to say Roman by way of a solo help. Could be. I don't know. Who knows? Could be Rikishi. Could be Zillow 52 come down. Who knows? If they, if they end up... So this whole tribal combat... It leads me to believe someone someone else is coming in. Yeah. Who that someone is, it could be Rikishi. It could be Afa and Sika. It could be. Well, what are Afa and Sika going to do? They're not going to do anything. But their presence could prompt something. I don't know about that. Or... You have them, you have them spectate the shit. I really want to know who's gonna be there though. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know, you know, family's gonna be ringside. You I know guess, this. I guess the way to find it out is to watch it on WWE Network. I'm inclined to go live watching this one, but I don't go know. Right, go right ahead. If people, if if people can't afford to Peacock. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. 
<laughs> oh man, but that's that's the predictions for SummerSlam. Final thoughts. What you got? Final thoughts is I got nothing. Wow, that's rare. Not even spay your pets? Nothing? Nah, I don't really care about that right now. Okay. Damn. So much for the animals. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, because, I mean, do you people really listen? I tell you, every week, to help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Keep your there pets from out the sun. All right? Keep is. your pets from off the off the hot pavement because the paws get all burned and shit. You dig what I'm saying? But other than that, I got nothing except next week, big week for no gimmicks. Yep. Next Tuesday, Neil Pruitt right here on No Gimmicks Podcast. Next Wednesday, Ahmed Johnson, former WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Going to tell all right here on No Gimmicks Podcast. Out in public. We're going to get funky like a monkey and go all the way to the pain with the baby. I'm going to get funky with you. Exactly. But other than that, I ain't going to announce that was it. All right. Uh, don't forget, uh, we got a whole bunch of other stuff coming from uh, DFPN. Uh, shout out to all the shows, man. Great week. Uh, if you guys didn't watch the USDN episode, the, the interview they did with Drew Moss, please go watch that shit. That is, that was impressive. I was impressed. And I got a drawing out of it. So. And also, don't forget, in order to be a part of these monumental interviews next week, you have to be a Patreon member because these are going to be Patreon exclusive. So it's a DFPN on Patreon.com. Check it out for as little as $3. All right? Yes. As little as three dollars, you can get all this content from not only No Gimmicks Podcast, but the USD, and you can get the patio with Kim. You got the the smoke pit, real food, real food. You know, you got so much stuff over there. Why not? All right, three dollars wow. DFPN right here, Definitely Podcast Network. We doing our shit, big things in twenty twenty three and beyond. So y'all need to get up right here with No Gimmicks. Yes, sir. All right, man, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in to the No Gimmicks podcast on the DFPN. Until next week, you guys take it easy. Come back, have fun. But until then, enjoy the fucking wrestling, people. Peace.